Welcome to Careers of the Future, a show where students can learn how to best prepare themselves for the future of work. Each episode features an interview with an Ismaili at the leading edge of their field and is available in a podcast format and on the Ismaili TV. Ya Ali Madad and welcome to Careers of the Future, a show where students can hear directly from Ismailis at the leading edge of their fields about how to most effectively prepare for the future of work. My name is Amika Qureshi and I am a student, as well as a member of the Global Ismaili Youth Team. I'm so excited to be your host for this episode. Today we will be exploring education and technology with our special guest, Raheem Hirji. Raheem works in the ever-changing area surrounding media, technology, and education. He currently serves as the UK manager for Quizlet, a global education technology company. Raheem's interests center around emerging technologies and how they will change the way humankind works, lives, and learns. Raheem, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you, Amika. Really glad to be here. Um, really excited to be able to share both my journey um, and some insight into the industry um, to hopefully help uh, lots more uh, students go into the field of education, edtech and technology. All right, let's begin uh, by learning a little bit more about yourself and about what you do. Could you please elaborate on the concept of ed tech? Because I think it's something that's new for a lot of us and contextualize the work that you do. Sure. Um, well, ed tech or education technology is you know, it's perceived as something that's relatively niche. Um, the way that I look at uh, ed- education technology or ed tech is it's the kind of sister to education. Um, and they work very closely together. So EdTech allows multiple different things for both students, teachers, um, and and the whole uh, education system. And within education and EdTech, the the real play is around um, how do you leverage technology um, to really benefit um, the end student or user. Um, And there's multiple different, different areas. So for example, uh, there is class management and administration. There is you know, content and course management. There's experiential learning. Um, and you know, there's, there's things like online proctoring, which, which allows um, you know, the online, uh, online exams. Um, and, and another big space, which is online tutoring. And those are just a few examples of um, where I see EdTech is. Um, and there's lots of uh, nascent areas uh, around that. Right. Uh, Yeah, that's so interesting. And I think, like you mentioned, that EdTech is quite a niche field. Uh, It's not something that many of us have heard of, although it's something that most of us have had have come in contact with. So kind of working off of that, can you please give us some insight about your motivations or your what led you to aspire and to um, come into this field of study? Absolutely. Um, you know, I, I started off my career not really within uh, education on edtech, but you know, I was looking for something that I could you know, help impact a huge number of people. Um, and I came out of business school and, and thinking that, that uh, the industry that I wanted to go into was, was media, because a lot of people um, interacted with whatever consumption of, of media that you might have. 
Um, I worked a little bit in the, um, uh, for the Abu Dhabi government um, in their media sector. I worked for uh, HarperCollins, which is a publisher. And it's there where I really got my, uh, I think my kind of calling for uh, being within education and ed tech. And, um, you know, when you look at the content that some of these publishers provide, you can really see that what they're creating is impacting students of different ages around, around the world. And um, that's when I thought, okay, I've, I've really got to kind of go into this. And how do you put technology, which is one of my kind of majors, um, and, and, and apply that to education? And we'd seen, um, at that time, we'd seen um, the music industry go through disruption. We'd seen content going through disruption. And it was only a matter of time before uh, education would go through uh, that same vein. Um, I started down that route with a business called Mass Doctor, which was an online tutoring business. Um, and at the time of, of running that business, uh, online tutoring seemed quite alien to everyone. You know, why would you have a, a tutor across the internet who's going who's to teach you something? Um, and now it's, it's prevalent all over. Um, and so at that point, we were breaking in that concept into the market. My next startup was as a business that became known as uh, EatonX, um, and that leveraged both some of that online tutoring, but also the concept of, of soft skills and how do you um, teach soft skills to students. We set that business up in China, uh, which, was, which was very difficult um, with, with, uh, you know, for numerous different reasons. Um, but uh, you know, ultimately, we created a great product with a you know, live virtual classroom, which allows synchronous uh, teaching, uh, some asynchronous learning, which is uh, learning through courseware, um, and then some, some live one-to-one -one type um, interaction with, with students in China. And then we took that uh, global. Um, most recently, I've, I've joined Quizlet, as, as you said. Um, and Quizlet is a study tool which has um, you know, machine learning behind it to support in, uh, in the learning for whatever any student wants to do. And it's, it's free at the point of use. Um, so anyone can go to, to Quizlet and, and learn absolutely anything. It's, learn, it's, uh, it's used um, significantly for language learning. Uh, so learning in English or learning another language. Uh, but you can learn science. My, my, you know, my kids learn uh, physics, chemistry, biology on it. Um, and so there's, there's lots that you can do uh, in that vein. And I'm trying to take that business, which you know, we're currently in the UK, and I'm looking um, to the Middle East, to Africa, and to Asia to see um, how big this, this can get. And you know, globally, we're at, uh, we're at about 60 million monthly active users, which is huge. And you know, it's kind of realized my overall ambition, which is kind of what I was talking about in the beginning. Yeah, um, I think that sounds amazing. Coming from um, a student background, I think from the point of view of a student, it's really easy to see that apps like technologies like Quizlet and Padlet and all these different things, they really, really, really re revolutionize the, the journey of learning. Um, and I think that brings me to my next question. How do you foresee technology um, not only revolutionizing education, but also maybe other fields of interest? Well, I mean, great, great question. Um, you know, we've seen throughout the whole of 2020, you know, we're being impacted um, and, and the whole, our whole life, way of, way of life is, is completely changed. You know, whether you're working, whether you're learning, whether you're teaching. Um, and, you know, I, th I think what we've seen within EdTech is an escalation of use of technology within the education sector. So over, 
you know, this probably nine months that we're kind of in at the moment, um, we've probably seen 10 years worth of adoption. So we've moved up the S curve, the S, you know, adoption curve of adoption of, um, of ed tech within, within the sector, not only in kind of Western uh, countries, but, you know, across Asia, um, in places in, in, in Africa, across Europe. Um, and you know, we've seen that at, at Quizlet. Um, I've seen, you know, some of my peers at other, other, country, other, other companies seeing that kind of growth. Um, and, you know, where EdTech wasn't really kind of perceived as, uh, as you know, a kind of mainstream career, um, what we're seeing now is a lot of people want to join uh, this industry, whether they want to be a teacher um, and, and leverage technology or whether they want to have impact within, within EdTech. And that's not just happening in EdTech, it's happening across multiple different um, uh, you know, careers. Um, and I think you've just got to look at um, what's you know, the beta factor around what's just happened. Um, and that's you know, our way of work is changing, um, how we're learning is, is changing. Um, I'm sure we've done a lot more uh, e-commerce over that period and we're consuming content in a completely different way. Um, and all of that's just escalated. And um, I think we'll see, see that across uh, different industries. Um, during 2021, and I think we'll, we won't see a slowdown of that growth. How do you see edtech uh, affecting the developing world? Great, great question, uh, Mika. Um, well, as I mentioned previously, you know, we set up a business um, for China, um, and um, much as we might think that the developing world is is somewhat behind, um, China and other parts of Asia are, in some some cases way, way ahead and um, in places across Africa and, and Asia um, and some parts of South America, there's been this leap where um, they've had a very simple classroom and now they're moving directly towards mobile technology and being able to consume um, education, media and whatever else on their, on their mobile phone. Now, um, I don't think it's, it's, it's as plain sailing as that. I don't think that um, education is, is immediately going to move um, uh, to the developing world at, at the rate that you might think. Um, but if you look at um, the opportunities that we might see in, in Asia and Africa specifically, there's a um, UNESCO uh, report which really talks about um, the need for teachers um, in, in 2030. So that's 10 years from now, or less than 10 years from now. Um, and they're talking about an increased need of 70 million teachers. That's 70 million more teachers than we have today to service the world. Now, that rate of growth is, is, uh, is not doable with, uh, with the, the, the number of teachers that um, currently take on the profession. So how are we going to meet that gap? And I think what's going to happen is there are going to be um, more teachers for sure, but I think there's also going to be um, a leveraging of, of technology. And the combination of those two will support the, uh, the growth in Asia and in Africa. Now, if, if you were to say to me, what's the opportunity for that? I'd say that if you want to be in education, those are the places to go. Go to India, go to Pakistan and serve there. Go to Africa and figure out um, what it is that um, is required within the education field there. And there's so, there's so many opportunities in different ways. It's not the same um, in, in, in every part of the world. Um, in China, English is, is a big, big need. Um, 
but they also have you know other requirements in, in parts of Asia. Um, in in the in the Gulf, um, there there are different needs. In Africa, there are different needs. So if you want to get into education, um, there's always going to be a job. That's the way the way that I, I look at it and say that um, uh, pick out that career, pick out be be specific about what you want to do, and 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 go and experience that for you know a couple of years um, or more. Um, and, and I think it'd be a great experience for your career and something to build on. Yeah, I think that's a very refreshing perspective. Um, and especially the part you said about how we're going to need more teachers. Um, that really stood out to me because I think that everyone's really realizing that technology is quickly becoming a part of the education system and how individuals learn. Um, so kind of adding on to this, do you think that um, the quick emergence of technology is is displacing teachers in some way? Uh, another great question, Erika. You know, we've um, and, and really topical. I, I've I've been on the phone to teachers this last last six months, um, and you know, we're we're offering uh, some of our technology for uh, for free to to support um, them in in delivering classes and, and things of that nature. And and you know, as a teacher, you think, is this technology going to take over my job? I think that's that's ultimately what they're they're thinking, and with the things that we're able to do now, um, with using technology and, and using that machine learning and, and AI, you know, to, to some degree, um, you know, as as a teacher, you think, okay, have I got a job in the next five or ten years? But actually, you know, I think if you if you think about in kindergarten, when you first start school as a little boy or a little girl. You really need the teacher to support you and handhold you and, 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 and grow you as an individual. And that continues through primary school, less so in, in secondary school and, and less so um, in, in uh, higher ed. But it's a path. So you, you will need a teacher at some point and you will need someone to explain something to you. And it's about how the marriage of the educator and the technology come together to support that. And you know, I, I very, very strongly believe that um, you know, blended education uh, is, is the future of, of education. And I think there's, there's different realms around that. So some of which, which is, some of which is, is online or, or self-directed, uh, and some of it is, is with a teacher. Perhaps to explain something that you don't understand. Um, because not everyone's as, as bright as you, Amika. So um, I think I think what's going to happen is that um, that blended route is going to continue, and the teacher's role becomes even more important becomes it, because it becomes peaked in that in that specific explanation um, of, of 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 helping a student who's stuck. You know, I don't I don't I think it's very difficult for a student to um, who's stuck in a certain area. It might be calculus. Um, it might be, uh, you know, another area in, in, in science. It might even be in coding. But you can, you can plug away with these, these, these things. And sometimes you'll, you'll get to your end answer. But ultimately, if someone explains it to you in a slightly different way um, and, and, and teaches you in the way that you need to be taught, because um, the way that you learn might be different. Um, and that's what we're learning at the moment with learning science. That everyone learns in a completely different way that makes the, the teacher's role that much more important. So that's where I kind of see it, see it going. That's where I, I tell teachers when we speak to them. 
Yeah, I think um, I personally even really resonate with that. Um, so many of my teachers have had such large, such great impact on me. Um, and I'm sure that's the case for so many of us. Um, so kind of leading on with this, I think this whole like interview thing has really been getting me into um, the field of ed tech. Uh, it's, it's an emerging field for sure. Um, so do you maybe have any suggestions for what us as the students um, who may be going into ed tech, what kinds of fields could we read around um, just to get a flavor of ed tech or to gain a deeper understanding of what it's all about? Sure, I think, I think there's, um, there's, there's a number of different areas to go, to go about doing this. Um, one, I think you need to appreciate um, the industry. What are the different components of the industry uh, that exists? And there's uh, a great report on um, Hold On IQ, H-O-L-O-N-I-Q. And there's a, there's a full report there. Uh, it talks about all of the different sectors within education and exact. And then within that, it, it lists out all of the global companies that exist uh, within that. Quizlet's in there, Baiju's, which is the, the, the biggest uh, education tech company uh, in the world based out of India is in there. But there's also some of the smaller ones and some of the niche ones. And that will give you a, you know, a great picture of understanding um, what are the key companies, what are they doing, uh, why some of the big, you know, some big tech is in there. You know, Google has uh, Google Classroom, which is, which is a great uh, LMS linkage between the student and teacher. So you know, those companies are in there. And it gives you a great feel for what's going on right now and what's going to happen in the next five years. Because some of those smaller startups are the ones that are going to be leading um, the, the industry. So I, I'd say that's, a, that's kind of the first thing. The second thing is to uh, read the key reports. There's um, OECD, UNESCO, World Economic Forum. They've got uh, great reports about what's happening over the next 5, 10, 20 years. Um, and those, those reports, they're, 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 a little, they're a little dry sometimes, but they're usually on the money. So if you go back to 10 years and, and figure out what's going on now, that's what's, um, you know, they, they kind of pitched it pretty much correctly, um, even with what's going on. So read those reports. The, the World Economic Forum re is, is really, uh, really a great, um, rich resource. Um, so go and read, read the stuff there. So I think that that's be, that would be another area. And finally, um, I think to really uh, understand um, is, is to do a, do a course in, in education in EdTech. Um, now, you know, we're, we're actually very lucky now that uh, you know, with, with all these MOOCs that are, are available, um, there's, there's so, much, so many courses to go and do, but there's, there's one on a MOOC called Future Learn. So there's one of the main, main MOOCs is, is Coursera, which I think many people know, but there's one on Future Learn. Um, and, and there's one, one for teachers on there which is really about education and edtech and how you best use edtech within the classroom. It seems like really quite, quite a practical course, but um, it gives you, you know, the insight about what edtech is, is all about, um, how it can be applied, um, and, and, and the kind of improvements that you're, you're able to get uh, and support teachers with. So those are the kind of the, th the, three, the three areas. Um, and you know, in addition to that reading, as I as I said before, is it's just try and try and uh, do some teaching, or try and get involved within edu education and tech, even if that's not your key field, because that very act of explaining how to do something to someone else, uh, 
is, is, is really what teaching is all about, is how do you get someone to understand something so that they understand it from their perspective? Um, and um, those are the kind of areas that I, I would recommend uh, personally. Yeah, no, definitely. I think, um, yeah, I think that's a very valid, that's a really insightful kind of point of view. Um, kind of building off of that, I think a lot of our viewers, viewers here today are, are students who aspire to be, you know, um, in today's day and age, we see technology growing a lot. So they aspire to go into fields that involve technology and involve education. So would you maybe have any advice for our students viewing today or even our teachers? So, I mean, I, th I think whatever um, career you want to go into at this point in time, um, what's really critical is that you have an appreciation of data and data science. Um, and so, and I, I talk about that quite sincerely because, you know, even within, um, within education, you know, data science is really important, whether that's learning science um, or whether it's the application um, of some of that learning to be able to create a greater learning experience. So um, data science is, is really important. Um, and, and just having that appreciation, if you're not a, if you're not a coder or a developer or an engineer, um, I, I think you've just got to have an appreciation for it to, to, to do that. Um, the other thing I'd say is um, you've got to figure out uh, whether you want to go broad or you want to go deep. So in education and ed tech, um, either figure out whether you're going to go generic and then dis and then go go deeper later in your career, or if you've got a real passion, then go after that. So if you are a teacher or an educator, you know try and try and do that teaching and educating as early as possible. You know, there's there's lots of opportunity to teach. Um, you know at, at the moment, you know there's online tutoring that you can kind of sign up to. Lots of there's, you know there's there's millions of students in in China who want to learn. Uh, learn English, and that's a great opportunity. Um, you can help within the community. And I think um, if you want to go deep and be an educator, I think that's, uh, that's one, of the, one of the ways to kind of move forward. Right, so I think you touched upon some very valid points over there. Um, and really, this is a follow-up question more than anything, um, even for my personal knowledge. I think I'm really interested, and I'm sure lots of our viewers are really interested in learning about what kinds of skills do you believe that students and teachers alike need to really excel in this field of ed tech? So I think, you know, we're going into a future where emerging technologies, you know, artificial intelligence, all of that is, is, is going to change the world. So if you think about the skills that are going to be critical in both education and ed tech, but also in other generic, um, uh, you, know, you know, work, um, you know, we've got to look at what that world is going to be like. So one, I'd say, have an appreciation of those emerging technologies and see how they may apply to your career. Um, and that's about reading around, figuring out what's next, um, and just being curious about the world. I think that's really important. Um, I think one of the other things that kind of gets overlooked is the concept of soft skills. So things like critical thinking, um, you know, being able to have public speaking, uh, creativity, these types of traits are going to be hugely important in a world where a robot won't necessarily be able to replicate um, you know, what you're doing. 
So what I'd say for that is to try and look for opportunities to excel in those areas. Uh, if you're in school, figure out practical projects that you can, uh, you can take on. Um, if you're at university, try and join as many clubs as possible. You know, we're, as humans, we're social beings. Um, and try and do um, as many things as you can do with other humans. So uh, try and work in a project because that's what the real world is like. Try and work together with someone. You know, in, in one, of the, one of the weird things I, I think about, about um, when, we, uh, when we're growing up in school is we're always trying to beat the other student and, and, come, and come top of the class. When actually, in reality, you've got to work together to be able to deliver you know, great work in the workplace. So you know, that type of soft skills, those type of soft skills are really, really important um, in the workplace. And when we talk specifically about uh, education and edtech, you know, there, are, there are a number of courses you can do. Um, I think what's really important um, is, is the practicality of, of understanding what education is all about. Ultimately, we're trying to um, help a student improve by X percent in what they're doing. That could be software that's, that's doing that. It could be a human who's doing that. Um, or it could be a combination of, of those things. Um, and so where do we fit within that? So if you're, if you're thinking about going, within, going into edtech um, as, a, as a, you know, a comp sci or engineering major, what are the things ultimately you're trying to do and work back to um, your, your kind of core strength? So really to think about the longer term goal of what you're trying to uh, create. And those are the kind of three areas that I'd say um, are, are important, not only in, in education and ed tech, but also um, in, in multiple careers. Yeah, I think uh, that's that's such a beautiful way to really end this off uh, by showing our viewers that there are so many opportunities out there um, and that they just really need to get their foot out the door um, and the world will follow. Um, so that being said, thank you so much, Raheem, for your time. Um, it has truly, truly been an honor speaking with you today and hearing your insights on ed tech and different fields of study. Thank you, Amika. Really glad to be here. Um, and thank you so much to all of our viewers for tuning in today. Make sure that you're you tune into The Smiley um, for the rest of our episodes where we will be talking to leaders from all over the world um, who excel in their field of study and really learning about how their industries are being shaped by the future of work. As always, stay safe. Thanks for listening to Careers of the Future. For more episodes of Careers of the Future, visit the.ismiley or subscribe to our show on your favorite podcast platform.